You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning. Thanks for tuning in to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. I'm Emilio Despirito, and I'm the team leader of the Despirito Team. We cover Rhode Island and Massachusetts real estate. Each week, we're bringing on guests of all sorts of backgrounds in real estate, whether they're investors, mortgage brokers, CPAs, economists, whatever it is. We get on fresh new guests every single week, which will give you some fantastic intel and information on the market and how to play it and use it right. Um, but in the studio with us, we've got Patricia Raskin with us co-hosting. Welcome, Hi, Patricia. Hi, Emilio. Always great to be here. Hi, thank you. Always great to have you here. You weren't here with us for a couple weeks, uh, but we're glad to have you back. You're I know back. you're busy doing yeah. training and whatnot. <laughs> so, but I love radio. I know One you of my do. favorite. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I do too. It's, it's great. And, you know, right now, the market, you know, people are like, what's going on with the market? The market right now, there's still a very large shortage. Can I say that? Very large shortage. There's a big shortage. There's a big <laughs> shortage, right? That's kind of, what do they call that? An oxymoron? Yeah. There's a big shortage of inventory right now. I mean, there's some towns that have 50, 60, 70% fewer homes on the market than there should be. And that has been happening for the past three years now across the country. Mm -hmm. There's been such a huge lack of inventory and it's causing these prices uh, to accelerate. Now, you know, what's now I want to talk specifically to the buyers about this because mm -hmm. sellers know this is the time to sell. They know, you know, with fewer homes on the market for competition, they're going to have an easier time selling. Mm -hmm. They don't have to spruce the house up as much as they would if mm -hmm. it was a buyer's market with more competition. Right. So um, buyers, you know, we're working with a lot of buyers right now that are having a harder time than usual. It's a to little find harder home. for the buyer. You know, actually, you know, and, and we've got several cases. I know you had a question. And I want to answer that first. Yeah, well, no. I mean, I, you know, I've talked to friends of mine who were buyers, and they have just so many dollars, and they have bigger tastes. Yep. And they know they have to compromise. They know they're not going to get it all. Mm -hmm. But sometimes because of the shortage, right, in the housing, in mm -hmm. terms of the availability, they look around, and they're just... They're not seeing. It's kind of like going on the dating sites, Emilio, and you're looking and you're saying, I, I you know, I'm not even going to write back to this person. And, you know, and you're looking and you're looking and you look. So I guess the question is, how do you help them at least get some of what they want? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we manage our clients' expectations. So one of the things we do instead of just like, you know, a, a lot of times I would say probably about 30 percent of the time we meet people through like websites like Zillow or mm -hmm. Realtor.com or Trulia or anything like that, you know, they'll come to us. Um, and before we go out and show them properties or right after we take them into a couple of their first properties, we do a buyer consultation. And a lot of people will actually avoid this because they feel like they're being sold when it's the exact other thing around. The buyer consultation is extremely important if you are a serious buyer and you want to work with a serious real estate professional. Because right. otherwise you're not, you, you've got to figure out what you can do. Because for you to show me something that I can't afford, it's just going to frustrate well, me. Well, absolutely. So and you. <laughs> it, it, here's, here's the thing is like, so my team and I, we look at hundreds of properties per week. 
we know what's on the market. We know what's coming on. We know what's not coming on. We know what could be coming up down the pipeline. But more importantly, we know how to guide our clients through this. So a lot of times we'll have people that come to us and they'll just say, hey, you know, Emilio, we want to spend about 300, 350,000, blah, blah, blah. And then I say, well, hold on a second. What are you looking for? And then what they tell me they're looking for, I can get them for 250. Or when we go connect them with a mortgage broker, because a lot of times people talk before they do things, we find out that they're only pre-approved for 250. Or the other way around, like, hey, you know what? They, they want everything. They want that gourmet kitchen. They want that 3,000 square foot house at 2012 prices. I'm sorry. You know, you're, unfortunately, if you want that, you're going to be paying instead of 400, you're going to be paying probably 600 now. Okay, so let's look at that. Are you qualified for that? Can you afford that monthly? Do you want to afford that monthly? What else goes into this? There's other, there's hidden costs, if you may, of owning a home, Patricia. What about your utility bills? What about your maintenance uh, budget? Amelia, what about a buyer who comes to you who's got like two kids that are going to college yeah. and they can afford, let's say, the four or $500,000 house? But you also hear their concern about being able to afford to send their kids to college. So do you say to them, look, maybe we should look yeah. a little bit lower? Yeah, well, that that all would come with the buyer consultation as well. Like, listen, what do you have going on in your life? Okay, like you can afford the home, but you can't afford the college, meaning you can't afford the house. You can't afford your lifestyle. You mm -hmm. can't afford what you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. So what what is ideal for you? What is going to be a perfect situation for you? Do you want this house because that's what you're used to? Or do you want this home because you have a need for it? If you don't have a need for the 3,000, 4,000 square foot mm -hmm. home, let's not look at that. Let's look at maybe something around 1,800 square feet. If you're a single person or if you're, you know, if you're a couple and you're moving in and your kids are out of the house and they visit once in a while or they're a college kid and they come back mm -hmm. seasonally, well, let's find that, that two bed with a finished basement or that three bed maybe with the finished basement. Mm -hmm. and, and, and let's make practical use and the best financial decisions we can. Mm -hmm. That's so important. So Patricia, another thing that's happening, and by the way, if you're just joining us, this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We're talking about the lack of homes available on the market for buyers and how buyers are frustrated and what they can do to uh, overcome that frustration. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing that they can do is have a buyer consultation with a reputable local real estate agent who can walk them through the process mm -hmm. that knows the homes that knows the areas that knows about inventory that could be coming up on the market. Mm -hmm. um, Patricia, aside from putting people on our realtor software search, we are also calling other agents in the area that we know do a lot of business and we're finding out if they have homes coming on the market. Mm -hmm. We also call for sale by owners for our clients. We're also looking back in MLS, that's our, our again, our realtor software multi-listing service, and we're seeing if homes have expired that are no longer on the market that may have fit our clients' needs. We can go back a few years and look. And then we're also, we have a, um, a software uh, that can predict who may be looking to sell in any given area. That's a lot of work, a ton of work. So we're yeah. not just going to put someone yeah. in that program that's not willing to sit down let us understand. So it's really about realistic expectations, but also trying to find the best that you can within that. Mm -hmm. You know, the best. And, and so, for example, in that buyer consultation, you might say to the buyer, what's the most important thing to you? Well, I want a porch. I want a deck. Yeah. So you would, and then say, well, you might not get such and such. And if they don't care that much, then you're going to try to find houses that have decks that may not have everything else. Sure. 
Absolutely. So we'll focus around what 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 they want most, you know. And and sometimes they're going to get that. Sometimes you know, on that want list, further on down is like a a brand new kitchen or this and that. But you know what? We may because of where prices have gone, we may have to forget about that gourmet kitchen right now, and we may have to say, listen, this is something that you can budget for later mm-hmm. on. But this house, the location is perfect. Location's the most important thing, right? Location, condition. If it's moving ready, if the house works, if all the appliances work, the mechanicals work, the if the house is in good shape, you know, and it's worth what you're paying for, then that's then that's great. Then that's the biggest thing. You need the roof over your head. Can a buyer still get a buy? Can you still get, you know what I mean? I mean, can you still get the steal on the house like you used to? Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, there, there's definitely deals that pop up here and there. Um, but for the most part, I would say that there's actually a lot of real estate that's uh, overpriced. And, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's one thing we educate our seller clients on and our buyer clients on. Okay, we're not going to have our buyers buy something overpriced. We educate our sellers on not overpricing their home on the market because so few buyers will actually go see it and it will sit and sit and sit and they'll actually lose money. Now, do you see that a lot? Uh, not with our clients because we, we will tell clients, we'll say, look, this is a threshold. If after a certain amount of time we don't see activity, we've got to lower it. But already at that time, we tell them you're already hurting yourself. You're hurting your bottom line. Mm-hmm. And, and I know there's other agents with a different strategy that go in way high and try to negotiate. But if you look at the statistics over time, you're going to find that those um, the people that overprice their home end up getting less because they have so much less traffic going to their house. There's no hype behind it. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything else for buyers, I would suggest to look at homes that have been sitting on the market for 90 days or so because you're not having other buyers going so over. So you might get a better bright price. You might get a better price. You may. Mm-hmm. So we, we've we got some fantastic guests coming up today. And we do. Great yeah. questions. Thank you. We have Kevin Bruno with Bruno Auctioneers. He's great. I mean, he this guy um, knows his stuff. He knows how to price valuables, um, heirlooms. You can like, show him anything. You can and he'll show tell you anything. right away. Awesome company, very reputable. He's going to be coming in in a few minutes. Stay tuned because we'll be right back here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. I'm Emilio Desperado with Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back here on WHJJ. Now back to the Desperado Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. We've got some fantastic guests with us today uh, in the studio. Co-hosting with us is Patricia Raskin. Hi, Emilio. Hello, Patricia. <laughs> and we have a very special guest, Courtney Hyder with Energy Monster. Courtney, welcome hey. to the show. Thank you for having me back, Emilio. You're welcome. Patricia, always, good morning. Always great to have you here. So, Courtney, if you guys don't know who Energy Monster is and what Courtney brings to the table, quite a bit. I mean, Energy Monster is basically about that home that is like sucking all that energy out of uh, the grid that is really inefficient and very costly. And and Courtney and her company, they can go in and they can help you save a lot of money. We get those energy monsters out of your house and help you save money on your bills. Yes, exactly. Now, in Rhode Island, you know, you're starting to see more and more and more solar happening. Absolutely. Okay? Everywhere, all over the place, you're starting to see big chunks of land. They're just putting solar there on top of uh, municipal dumps. But more importantly, our clients are interested in their home. 
And that's what you guys do, right? You bring, you bring solar into homes. Absolutely. We're a turnkey solar operation. So everything we do from start to finish is in-house at Energy Monster. Um, and what I'm going to talk about today basically is if you're going to go solar, you've mm -hmm. decided that that's what you want to do. Um, something that you're definitely going to need to think about is the placement of your panels sure. um, for your home. Would you like them on your roof? Or a second option that we can do for you is um, a ground mount system. Mm -hmm. um, both have pros and cons. It just really depends on the wants and needs of each specific person. Sure. So, so I have a question yeah. around that. Does it depend on the position of the house too? Are some houses just need them on the roof or need them on the ground? Absolutely. There are some homes that just they're not in the right position. Their roof doesn't face south like you want it. Okay. Um, and that's not going to be a good fit for solar. You're not going to get the most energy production. Uh, it's not going to be worth uh, the money that you're putting into it. But if you have some space, some real estate to use, then why not put it on the ground there? So, I mean, southern. if you have a roof facing southern exposure, you've got, the, you know, the, the, the sun's rising in the east. It's, it's setting in the west. You've got all day Absolutely. exposure. That's absolutely That's the best. perfect one. So if you have that, obviously, we would suggest using the roof. Um, but if not, then a ground is obviously a second option. Yeah. So what is, you know, as far as like the, the roof versus the ground, are yep. there any other things that would decide whether somebody is going roof or ground? Any other factors that would play in? Uh, for sure. So uh, in a roof mount compared to a ground mount, uh, there's less materials and less labor. It's a much faster install. There's no need for any digging, any trenching, the okay. wires to the meter, mm -hmm. or building the entire structure of the ground mount. So cost-wise, it's probably more cost-effective to do a roof mount. Typically, um, yes, the roof mount's much less expensive compared to a ground mount because of how much more goes into the ground mount install. Now, these panels, uh, somebody would own these panels, right? They're not yes, leased. Yes, uh, we do not lease at Energy Monster. We okay. sell to own the panels. We do have financing options, mm -hmm. um, but we do um, encourage you to buy your own panels outright. That's how you, as the customer, are going to get the most back. Sure. Is uh, the ground mount just as effective as this as the roof? Absolutely. It all just depends on the angle and uh, the way you're facing the sun, mm -hmm. but it's just as effective. You can just get just as much energy. Let's talk about some downsides about, you know, either or. So let, yeah. let's talk about the pros and cons. So the, the downsides of going with a roof mount. Um, one of them is it's obviously less accessible. Um, if there was ever an issue or something got stuck up there, um, you would have to have a team um, go back up on the roof which obviously is a little okay. more dangerous as well. Yeah. It's obviously easier if it's just on the ground, um, especially cleaning or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Typically the rain will wash away anything and the snow will fall off your roof, but if ever you could just go you know, and brush anything off if it was on the ground. Yep. The other thing is um, if you're gonna go with a roof mount, there's constraints on space. You can only put as many panels um, allowed sure. on your roof. If you only have a small roof, but you have a large yard, it might be better um, to go with the yard lard <laughs> <laughs> the large yard okay. so that you can have uh, more energy production. That makes a lot of sense. But the other thing, too, is that if you go with a ground mount, um, you can get perfect alignment. Okay. You can angle it any way you want, and you can have the panels face south no matter what. It's the best layout to make the most energy production, mm -hmm. um, and it's obviously more accessible. So uh, let's talk about this real quick, because I have a question. So yep. when there's snow on these panels, mm -hmm. and we'll get to the, the ground mounts back in a second, but when there's snow on the panels, Courtney, yep. are you able to pull the snow off? I mean, obviously that's going to affect your, your energy production. Yes. Yeah, so um, we've actually, you know, with some of the snow that we've gotten recently, 
Um, we get a lot of calls to the office, so we kind of sent out this, you know, don't worry. The snow, it does stop the production maybe for a day or so, but then the snow just falls off by itself, and okay. then it will start right back up again. Okay, and the snow isn't going to harm it if it's on no, it. No, absolutely. Are made for we, outdoors. You know, we always say that be careful. The snow is going to fall. Wouldn't park your car underneath your panels in the driveway yeah. um, because it could fall onto it or something like that. But otherwise, they just brush right off. But if it stops production for a day, does that affect your heat? Uh, no. Nope. I mean, you would be because you're already tied into the grid anyways. Exactly. You're not Got com- it. Unless you're completely off grid. Right. It's just It just automatically kicks on, kicks off. Yep kind of thing, which is fantastic. Now with the ground mounts, um, I mean, let's talk about some cons there. You are using real estate. (laughs) Some people don't want to use up a huge area of their yard where you could be putting a pool or a playground or a basketball hoop or any of these other things that you might want for your backyard. Um, But some people might want to just use it for solar panels and, Mm. you know, um, some other things, obviously it's the big thing is that there's more materi- materials and labor, which means it's going to cost more to do the ground mount. Mm-hmm. But you do have the option to b- build it as big as you want and make as much energy um, back as you possibly can. Great. That was my next question about the cost, but you just answered it. It's more expensive to do the ground mount. I yep. have an Emilio question about this. Yeah. So people who are buying homes, sure. do they often ask you? I would like a home that has solar, or how, how, how does the solar fit into the buyer? That's a good question. A lot of the younger generations, especially the millennials, like mm-hmm. Courtney, you're a millennial. I'm, I'm yep. a millennial. We like energy efficiency, and we like to know- Saving money. We like to save money. So we can use it for other things. So we can use it to go out to eat. Absolutely. We can use it to vacation. hang out friends, vacation. That's like how our, our generation is. We're more like, uh, we, we just, we allocate our money for different things for- for the fun, for this and that, right? So, yeah, I would say that it's definitely appealing on for first-time homebuyers. What is not appealing, though, is leased solar panels. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. So that's why, that's why I like Energy Monster. Because then you have a problem, They right? sell them. You're, you're locked into that company exactly. that leased, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, for 20, 25 years, where if you own your panels and you want to move, you can take your panels with you. You mm-hmm. can put them on the next roof. Or, or you can sell the house with the panels on yeah. it. And then that sell homeowner the gets everything back from it and it has mm-hmm. no ties to, you know, a certain company. I, I would say if the, your panels have been done over the past few years or so, or if you have a really good system, even if it's like 10 years old or something, there's still another 10. 15 years of useful life with them mm-hmm. and the roof is in good condition I would say you know what that's going to be a plus however if you put panels on a bad roof which Energy Monster is going to tell you don't do that right. mm-hmm. if you put it on a bad roof these are what 20-25 year panels Yeah, you should be you should have a newer roof when you're doing this we typically wouldn't install a roof that um, is any older than 10 or 15 years typically. and that makes sense because these the, the new shingles that they're putting on by the way they say lifetime but they're pretty much between 30 and 50 years mm-hmm. which is a long time it's a much better shingle than what we had on, on our roofs before so, so what do you do if a buyer comes in and looks at a house and the shingles have been on a long time. Let's say they've been on, the the, the roof shingles have been on maybe 20 years. One thing you can do is if you want to go solar, you can actually tie that all, um, the making a whole new roof, building the roof and the panels all into one and then get the federal tax credit back on going solar. Would That would include the cost of your new roof. Wow. So there's a tax benefit to putting a new mm-hmm. roof at the same time. 
yep, that's something that Energy Monster can help you with. Wow. Um, if you, you know, finance it the right way, then at the end of the year, you know, it's the whole project is for going solar is what you're getting the federal tax credit for. So, Not that just the panels. It's, you know, you went energy efficient by getting the new roof and the panels. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get 30% back on the total cost. So that might be better than buying a home that has the panels on them that are, that are older. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you could go either way. If, if they're already on the house and you're looking, it could be a benefit for the buyer, depending on the situation. We yeah, do have it inspected. Out. Does Energy Monster offer inspections of solar panels and of systems? So we have had people call us from other companies, um, other solar companies. The okay. problem is these, you know, fast lease solar companies, they come and go quick. So if you have them yeah. come um, and put them on your roof and then a year later they're out of business, what do you do when, you know, there mm. is an issue? Yeah. You try and call another rep company and we actually will come out and we'll check it out for you um, and Dan our um, you know our manager over there for solar he's pretty good about talking you through that even if you're not our customer and seeing if there is anything that we can do um, to fix any issues that you have or add panels to your you know coexisting system that's awesome so if you want to reach Courtney it's super easy you can go to myenergymonster.com again myenergymonster.com Rhode Island Connecticut Florida and Massachusetts and Massachusetts or you could simply call our hotline here and we'll connect you right with her, 401-217-2333. Again, 401-217-2333. And we'll go ahead and connect you right with Courtney or get your questions answered. Whatever you got, feel free to call that number or text that number and we'll connect you. Awesome. Thank you, Courtney. Appreciate you being here. Thanks. You're welcome. Nice job. All right. Stay tuned. We've got the top five events here happening in Rhode Island with riblogger.com. We'll be right back here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. And we're back. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show, where we're bringing on top professionals in any given facet of real estate. And today with us, we have Patricia Raskin, show hosting with us, think co-hosting, show hosting, whatever. <laughs> and we have on our friend Kevin Bruno with Bruno Auctioneers. Super excited to have you here, Kevin. Hello to both of you. How you yeah, doing? Good. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Now, if you don't know who Kevin is, Kevin, if you look up... Uh, Just Stuff League. He has a podcast called Just Stuff League. Kevin, what's your podcast all about? Oh, it's all about the ins and outs of the antiques world, learning the antiques, buying experience, going to auctions, what it's like to be a dealer in the world and yeah. dealing with the public in this whole thing, setting up houses, liquidating houses, you name it, we talk about it. Yeah, you guys have an awesome show. Actually, I was recently on their podcast. These guys are absolutely hilarious. We had a great time, <laughs> and uh, it's a real good show. So you might want to check that out. Again, it's Just Stuff League. And if you want, to, if you have anything in your house that you have a question about, you show Kevin, and in two seconds, two seconds, he'll tell you oh, all about it. I'm amazing. No I might have seen it, it before. I might have seen it How do you keep this stuff in your head? Like, how do you know? Like, and, 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 you know, in your crew, your team, by the way, you got a fantastic team. And I know I can't mention the national uh, show, the national oh, TV show. Oh, you can. Show. You can oh, mention can? it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh. We're very proud of that. Oh, tell us. Tell yeah, us. Well, Travis Landry, who uh, is like my head appraiser there, he's also um, 
the Toys and Collectibles Expert on Antiques Roadshow, which is something he's been doing wow. for the past two years. You can watch him on Monday nights. I watched him last night. We had a party. Yeah, it was fun. That's all. And James Sup is on there too, right? Yeah, James Sup is also another guy on our podcast, and you can find him on the Antiques Roadshow too. He's a 10-year veteran, and he's in the uh, collectibles area there also. So we wow. got some pretty knowledgeable guys on the team. You got some great guys. That's awesome. So, Kevin, we want you here today uh, specifically. We always talk real estate on on the show, okay? And you told us what your appraisal auction house does. Um, but what? how can it assist real estate agents? How can it assist realtors, um, you know, with their business and with their clients? Well, a lot of time realtors get a house that's overstuffed with, you know, accumulation from years and years. Sure. We help with that process of going in there and maybe, you know, we help stage houses too. Once we liquidate them, you know, we take out what we can in order to get the customer money. I mean, that's obviously what we're there for a lot of times. Yeah. And to find all the good stuff in the home. And then once we get it, we catalog it. We put it through auction. But, you know, helping the realtors is like one of the main things we do. It's You're, you're like our first line of once something actually comes yeah. available. So we have a big network with realtors where, you know, you guys are in there. You're seeing what you, what's in the house. You let us know. And then from there, we can help the client depending whether they want to get rid of one thing or the entire house full. Mm-hmm. It becomes very helpful, especially in situations like estate sales. You know, a lot of times when somebody has to sell their home because they're downsizing or if somebody has to sell a parent's home or a loved one's home and there's just so much stuff in there, they're like, what do we do? Well, who do, who do we call? We usually call Bruno, yeah, auctioneers. It can be very um you know, for some people, it's very emotional, too. And a lot of times, mm. I remember just cleaning out my own mother and father's house. You know, it's a little three-room apartment. It took me three weeks. That usually takes an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm. You know, so. Yeah. It's, right, I, it's, because you get emotional. Yeah, it, it is very emotional yeah. for people. So once they've gone through and they've basically maybe taken the things that they like and, you know, given mm. to the niece, the nephew, there's a lot of accum- accumulation left over many yeah. times. And that's where we come in and kind of mm. help just diversify and get there the, the best money we can for it. Yep. Kevin, what are the things that people don't think are valuable that could be and the other way around? That mm. they might they might give up and they find out later, oop, I should have kept that. It was really worth Good something. Question. Yeah, and that, that's a great question because a lot of people don't follow what this whole world is going through when it comes to the Internet. You know, years ago when we shopped everywhere, we had to spend a lot of time figuring out what we wanted. Today it comes to us quick on the Internet. So tastes change all the time. What's hot and what's not changes all the time, too. Mm. But what's hot right now is you'll find a lot of pop culture being very hot right now. The industry is being driven by the 25 to the 50-year-old. You're seeing a lot less accumulation in houses where people used to layer and fill china closets Mm -hmm. to where people are now looking for just nice pieces of art, maybe over a credenza with one Mm -hmm. piece on it. Mm -hmm. So. Right. What's hot and what's not? I'm going to say right now, if you want to find something in your attic that you're going to be surprised about, it's probably comic books. Old jewelry, costume jewelry, believe it or not, is very hot all the time. Mm-hmm. That always sells for really good money. And that's stuff people don't even give a second thought to sometimes. Hmm. And you know anything with a superhero on it today, you see it all over TV. Whatever is being produced on TV to get in your mind, to get you into the next movie, to whatever... It's not far off the bone where everything falls, where people want to collect that. Mm. Oh, I see. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It's pretty much media driven. Why custom jewelry when it may not have even cost that much? Yeah, you got to remember all those wonderful companies we had over here in Rhode Island back in the 60s and 70s. You had people like Trafari, Coro, Monet, Mm -hmm. all those names. You know, you have pieces of costume jewelry that can literally be worth a thousand dollars just for wow. a little pin today and yet have that same sort of pin maybe a little smaller something 14 karat gold and it's just worth scrap 
Wow. Yeah. So yeah. So some of those designers were really desirable back then. Yeah. So that's a fun thing to look for that you never really thought that would be worth money sitting in your drawer, right? So that makes sense. So I'm gonna go look in my drawer now. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we all have we all have something at home. Like I have thousands of comic books. Right. Thousands of them, but I think you guys laughed at me because you said my Superman ones or whatever are probably worthless. Or well, yeah, you you have some reproduction ones and stuff yeah. like that. But some of the, I mean, the early Superman, when number one Superman, it just sold for like three and a half million dollars. But we wow. regularly sell comics in the ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar range. So that's not unusual today to find comics worth that much money. Yeah, wow. and I got to tell you, your showroom and your warehouse is absolutely impressive, and I've got to visit it a couple of times. You walk in there, these guys are stocked with stuff. I mean, to be able to take that much inventory in shows that you have a real great ranking on all of the major websites, the consumers trust you. You guys are going in there and you're telling people what the product is worth, what their things are worth, and you're not, there's there's no BS there about it. No, I mean, we, we really do move a lot of product, but we do do what I feel is a really great job with my team. I have a young, vibrant team, you know, they're really into mm -hmm. what they do. And we put out a lot of auctions. We do a ton of advertising. And I hope everybody hears us on all different areas of media where we advertise. You know, we do that to get the top dollar for people's items and to get the word out there that, you know, don't throw things away. Let us just take a look because you never know what's in that house that's worth money. Maybe not grandma's china closet filled with all that depression glass, but mm -hmm. you're going to have some funny things in that house that could be worth mm -hmm. money. Grandpa's old watch. Wristwatches are huge today. People love collecting old wristwatches. So. Mm. You never just want to throw them in a bag and bring them to your local, you know, whatever, Salvation Army or flea market to dump mm -hmm. them. You might want to have somebody look at them. So if somebody, yeah. if somebody wants, if somebody's local in the Rhode Island or Massachusetts or Connecticut area and they want to go into your place and show you what they have, or if they want you to come out to them, how, how does all that work? Well, you can, uh, on Tuesday mornings from 9 a.m. till 12, we have a free walk-in. You just walk right in and we'll take a look at your items and we'll appraise them for you. Or you can call the gallery. Uh, 533-9980. There you go, a little plug, right? 401. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll come out and we'll uh, we'll assess your whole collection. If, if you warrant a house call, maybe send us a few photos. We'll see what you got. And we'll come right out there and assess everything for you. That's awesome. And mm -hmm. is there any geographical areas that, like, how far out do you go? I travel everywhere. I'm going to Colorado in a couple of weeks to go look wow. at a big collection. Really? So we go everywhere and anywhere. Wow. Well, that makes sense. So what happens if you go all the way out to Colorado and you realize that this is a, a reproduction or if it's not like the right thing or who pays for that? Well, I do. And I just go to the Grand Canyon or something. <laughs> oh, Make something right. out of nothing. Go what are you going to do, right? Go to Aspen or yeah, something. They go to yeah. Aspen. Go somewhere over there. Go wow. have fun. Wow. That's great. Right. What a job. Yeah. I like to travel. It's fun. I yeah. To, I get to see a lot of cool things and you know, you never know what people have in their homes. Find some weird stuff too. What's the most valuable thing you've ever appraised? Um, most valuable thing I've, how about most valuable thing I ever owned and sold was a 10 inch Rodin bronze statue. And that was, I got 210,000 for that. Mm. Nice. 210,000 for yeah. a statue. Did, the, did they know they had that? Were they aware? No, that was, I, I answered a, a weird Craigslist ad for some art gallery that went defunct in 1978 that was selling off the rest of their inventory. And I happened to answer the ad and bought everything. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good day. <laughs> yeah. I would say so. Yeah. That's awesome. So listen, if you guys have any questions at all for Kevin, you can go ahead and call our show hotline. We'll connect you with him. Call or text 401-217-2333. Again, 401-217-2333. And we'll go ahead and connect you with Kevin and his team. And these guys are local as well. You're right out of Cranston, Rhode Island. Um, you can look them up. What's your website? That's brunoandco.com. 
B-R-U-N-E-A-U and co.com. Perfect. Awesome. Any uh, departing words before you leave us today? Yeah, I can say don't throw anything away. Before you throw anything away, make sure you give us a call. Make sure we can check it out for you because you never know. Don't throw money in the garbage. It happens all the time. Don't do it. All mm. of the time. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And this, by the way, the people thinking about selling, the, the Kevin should be one of the first calls you make, especially if you have an accumulation of stuff. If you've been living in your house for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, you have a lot of stuff and you don't know how much stuff you have until you start moving. My clients tell me all of the time till that moving truck gets there and then they're packing roomfuls of, of stuff that just sits in storage and it's just a waste. Costs money and money and money in storage, so. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you very much, Kevin and Patricia. Yeah. We're going to be right back with Courtney Heider, and we're talking about solar energy today. It is a hot topic out there. Do you do the roof mount? Do you do the ground mount? Let's talk about it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. And on the line with us, we've got Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. Jennifer, welcome back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I can't believe that we're already talking about St. Patrick's Day. Do you know what I think? I think it's 17 days until spring. Isn't that wild? Like that St. Is. Patrick's Day or Easter, like it's all happening. That is wild. It's coming quick. Our, this winter was just so lame for a winter. It was I just know. such a lame winter, you know? Such a lame winter. It was, but yeah, hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to spring. Yeah, it's time. Although I wanted a good snowstorm or two but oh well i know i know me too gonna have to go up north if you want the uh snow but yeah that's fine we'll take it so what we what's happening what are the top five events we got going on so there's some early saint patrick's day celebrations happening march 9th be sure to catch the aaron's guild at patrick's pub in providence after the providence saint patrick's day parade which begins at smith street and hilltop ave and will end at the state house so following the parade, their performance, um, which is a longstanding tradition, will start around noon. You can celebrate the Irish community and traditions with live music and all kinds of fun dancing. Mm-hmm. Also, Saturday, March 9th, is a great fundraiser, the Clam Cake and Chowder Fundraiser for the Johnny Cake Center of Peacedale. It'll be at George's of Galilee, which is, you know, the perfect place for clam cakes and chowder. It's from 1 to 3 p.m., it's family-friendly. Uh, there'll be fabulous meal featuring, obviously, clam cakes and chowder um, and much more. There'll be raffle baskets, kids' entertainment, $25 for adults and $10 for kids 12 and under. And it supports all the work that the Johnny Hicks Center of Peacedale does. So it's a great cause. And it's kind of like looking forward to summer if you go down to Galilee out, out by the water. Oh, yeah. The ninth annual Plunge for Preemies will also take place on March 9th from 11 to 4 at the Warwick Country Club. All proceeds benefit Project Sweet Pea, which is a nonprofit that offers support and well-being of families with kids, infants in intensive care, uh-huh. or those who have experienced infant loss. So it's a great cause. Um, also features live music, food, raffles, silent auction, and kids' entertainment. So it's another great cause to support. And if you like jumping in the frigid water, that's a good reason, too. <laughs> Yeah, I would say so. What a great cause. Good. It's a good enough cause to go ahead and jump in the frigid water. Absolutely. It is. 
I mean, that stuff makes such like we, my daughter was also a preemie, and um, the Ronald McDonald House was unreal for their oh, care yeah. for people going through that. I mean, it was just unbelievable. You didn't have to think about anything. Wow. You know, aside from your child, it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. There's so many different good, really great organizations out there. Yeah, there are. And you just, you know, and, and you want to support them even if it's not, not affecting your life because, always. you know, you never know when or someone you know, but but we don't always think about it. But there's, yeah. it's nice that there's good ways to support them while still, like, having a positive vibe about it. Absolutely. Definitely. We're happy um, to be able to, to promote that here on the show. That's well, one of the things we love about you, Jen, is you really go out of the way to, to help out as many people as you can, bring awareness to all these great causes. And RhodeIslandBlogger.com is, is a huge advocate of uh, all these local nonprofits. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. And, and, and you can always post them there, too, if other people have them or you know about them. So yeah. there, there's always a place to get them out there. Um, so save the date for March 16th for the 63rd annual Newport St. Patrick's Day Parade. Um, as always, it's held rain, shine, or snow, and I think I've been so many times that I've experienced a snowy one, a rainy one, and a sunny one. <laughs> doesn't, um, doesn't matter when you're drinking your Irish soda. <laughs> when you got exactly. all those beers in you, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. it feels sunny, even yeah. though it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the parade will begin promptly at 11 a.m. from Newport City Hall, and it's estimated to last about two hours. You know, the traditional parade every year, bagpipes, pipe bands, uh, marching bands, clown units, reenactments, local organizations, and, of course, many of the area's bars and restaurants do their own way of celebrating. So there's lots of live music to find, plenty of green beer, uh, good food, traditional food. So um, it's always a good time. Awesome. And last but not least, Sunday, March 17th, offers another chance to plunge for charity at the second annual Jamestown St. Paddy's Day Plunge. It's at East Ferry Beach, and it'll kick off spring in Jamestown with a jump into the frigid cold waters of Narragansett Bay, all while raising money for local charities. And then they'll have cozy fire pits and live music by the Next Stop Band. So, again, nice. it's another great way to support local charities. Very good. And you can check it all out at riblogger.com. You can submit your own events as well, and Jennifer will make sure, Jennifer and her team will make sure that those are all posted. Jen, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. Have a great week. You're welcome. You too. Thank you. Okay. So your home has been on the market for the winter mm -hmm. and nothing seems to be happening. Right. And I know there's probably some of our listeners right now that, that have this happening. You know, well, the first thing is they should have called the Despirito team. You guys should have called us, but <laughs> before it sat on the market for three or four yeah, months. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of reasons, though, all jokes aside, why a home sits on the market. And, and believe, you know, like we, we do a fantastic job. Um, we've had some homes that sat on the market for longer than we expected, too. Mm -hmm. And it just happens sometimes. And there's a few reasons yeah, why it does happen. I was going to ask why that happens. Yeah, I mean... Is it just price or are there other reasons? No, no, no. So price is... There's four, four or five reasons why a home will sit on the market and not sell. And price is actually one of the last things we look for. Because, absolutely. Because it's important. People need to get as much money out of their property as they can. We realize that this is a huge investment for people. Most Americans have their money tied up in real estate and that's their bread and butter. Okay. That's what they're using for retirement. That's what they're using for to give to their kids, what, whatever it may be, or to buy their next home or whatever it may be. So here's the deal, right? So we put price last few things. One, terms of the market. How's the market doing? Okay. Are we in a buyer's market or a seller's market? You got to look at that right now. We're in a seller's market. Mm -hmm. So ideally 
your home should have sold. So we can disqualify that. Okay. Now, as far as terms of the market as well as are buyers able to get financing? Okay. Mm-hmm. So when we dig down and look, well, is your home financeable? So if your home is under, I believe it's around 460000 or less, your home should qualify for FHA, 3.5% down program, Rhode Island Housing, first-time home buyers, veterans, financing, 100% financing. And in some cases, USDA, if you're west of the 295, for the most part, belt, okay? So if your home is not qualifying for these programs, okay, if it's not safe, or if there's issues there, like you have mold or, or peeling paint or, you mm-hmm. know, don't have hand railings or simple things like that, that could be a big reason too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we tell our sellers or every time we tell our sellers, do a pre-list home inspection report. Let's get that all out of the way up front and do whatever minimum fixes we can do. And if you can't fix stuff, you can afford it. Then there's other programs we can market to and attack later on. So that brings us to number two, marketing, right? How is the marketing? Is your agent that you hired or the brokerage that you hired, are they just putting it on MLS and walking away? Or are they going the extra mile? Are they calling all the other real estate agents in the area? Are they looking? Do they have their own buyers? Are they paying for promotion? Did they do camera phone photos or did they do professional photos? Is your house popping online? Is it really showing at its best? How about condition? Is your broker really working for you is what you're saying? You know, and there's a lot of discount services out there right now as well, and they claim to charge you a low fee. Uh, but low fee, low service. Nothing has changed over there. You can only provide as much value as, as as you're compensated for. You know, that brings me up to something we've talked about before, which is people who don't want to pay the fee for the broker, so they have another service and they pay less percentage, but that service doesn't do all the things you talked about. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother topic, but what I can tell you is a lot of times if you look at what we're going to do and, and look at everything apples to apples side by side, you're going to see you're looking at apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're earning our clients a lot more money than I would think that the average realtor. I mean, we have statistics that show this. And the average ser- and the average realtor is earning more money than these average discount brokerages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so that's important to look at. But yeah, so, so condition. Is your house move-in ready? If it's not, what do we have to do to get it mm-hmm. there, okay? Try not to spend a ton of money on upgrades and all that because you'll never get that money back. You just mm-hmm. really won't. The only uh, thing you really get 100% invest- return on investment on is your front door and the roof, the curb appeal, basically, okay? But you may have to, you may have to fix some things. Yeah, you may have to fix some things, and then, and then that would be the best way. And then, of course, there's location. How's your location? Is it a great location, mm-hmm. or is it turning into a very busy area? Mm-hmm. Do, do your neighbors take care of their properties, okay? There's, there's all of that. And then, and then we get into the, the pricing. Is the house overpriced? If it's overpriced, if you put it on the market high, higher than what the comps support and what the, 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 the condition supports and all of that, then you're not going to reach your target buyer. So it's a much more involved conversation than a five-minute segment. But let's do the, what are those four things again? We're like running out of time. So, so I'll, I'll recap real quick, okay? Terms of market, mm-hmm. condition, marketing, location, price. So there's five different things. Okay. Okay. Patricia, thank you so much for being here with us. Always great, Emilio. Christina, thank you for doing the production. Fantastic job. AJ behind the cameras. Thank you so much. Uh, Kevin Bruno with Bruno Auctioneers. Fantastic job. Great, great. Courtney Hyder with Energy Monster. Fantastic resource. And uh, also Jennifer Jaber with rblogger.com. And again, most importantly, you, our listeners, we wouldn't be here without your support. Thank you so much. 
Uh, and stay tuned next week as we're here on 104.7 FM and uh, News Radio 920 and streaming on WHJJ and every major podcast channel. I'm Emilio Despirito. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. God bless you. Take care.